Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This is Drinking the Blue Cooley, a Detroit Lions podcast hosted by lifelong Lions fans. UJ. It seems apparent to me that the most intellectual football fans tend to be Lions fans. Bob. Safford is the best quarterback in football. Remember what you saw here. Tell your grandkids, don't forget. Red Dog. I believe we're on the precipice of a new era of Detroit Lions football dominance. Connor. Patricia looks like Violet Beauregard from Willy Wonka out there. An absolute blueberry on the sideline. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. The Detroit Lions 2021 Super Bowl champs. We can't wait for this upcoming season. Relax. It's time for the pod. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. Welcome back to the podcast. Week 17 of the NFL season has approached us. And unfortunately for us Lions fans, it is another Week 17 game that has very little meaning except for the ever most important draft position. Um, so I, I, it's only me on the podcast today. Um, as you know, New Year's is approaching. There's a lot of stuff going on, but I'm just here to quickly cover this upcoming game as the Lions are hosting the Minnesota Vikings. They are seven-point underdogs. The over-under is 52-and-a-half currently. But, man, uh, seven points might be generous the way the Lions' defense has been playing recently, right? I mean, Corey Unlin literally said this a week that he knows that the coaching staff is likely not to return. I'm paraphrasing. Those are not his exact words, of course. But it does not look good for anybody in the building in Allen Park right now. <laughs> so. What do the Lions have to play for this week? I mean, first of all, let, let's give props to Stafford. This guy, <laughs> he is literally hobbling back to the locker room last week on one leg. He would refuse the cart. I, I, I don't know if he's trying to keep his tough guy image or what the deal is, uh, but nonetheless, he is a tough guy. He's going to go out there and try to play, he said. Now, will Darren Bevel and the medical staff allow him is another issue entirely. There's two things here at play, right? If Stafford plays, <laughs> um, you know, there the two things at play is Stafford's trade value. Uh, you know, if the Lions get a GM that doesn't want to keep Stafford, you want him healthy if you're going to trade the guy. Don't throw him out week 17, get hurt with a torn ACL and completely screw up uh, whatever incoming GM has to work with. You want... The Lions have not hired a GM yet, and they can't interview people in the NFL that have a current regular season going on. If Stafford somehow tears his ACL in this game, they might be less inclined to take that job because now they have to deal with an untradeable asset in Matt Stafford. So, that I mean, I, I'm not saying that's what they should do. I'm just saying that's what needs to be considered when throwing Stafford out there 
with a bum ankle, torn cartilage in his ribs, a slightly torn ligament on his thumb. These are all the different things you have to consider as a, a, a coach, as a training staff, um, and if you're Rod Wood or any of these higher-ups, they're going to stay around for the next regime coming into Detroit. Uh, so that's everything to go with Stafford. Stafford's going to want to play. That's that's who he is. We love the man for it, but sometimes bigger heads need to prevail. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. I'm not saying what's going to happen, what I think should happen. I'm just throwing out all the cards on the table and what's at play with a decision like that. <laughs> and if Stafford isn't playing, we're going to get wet noodle arm Chase Daniel. I think I speak for a lot of Lions fans when I say I'd rather see David Blau out there. Let's throw a young guy out there and let him make mistakes. I think David Blau is a better arm than Chase Daniel. He just doesn't have the experience. Give him that experience. Why not? Another Bob Quinn screw up, giving Chase Daniel double-digit money. <laughs> this guy's not going to win you any games. He's not. Unless he plays for the Bears and he's playing at Detroit Lions, which he did win. Uh, but he does not have a good record in his career. And yet he's made over $40 million. So congrats to Chase Daniel for that accomplishment. Um, the other new, big news coming out this week was Jerry on Curse. He got cut. The safety, arguably one of the Lions' better defenders the last few weeks, at least per PFF and a few other metrics. But, I mean, just as a playmaker and a sure tackler, which we're desperately missing. Um, but Jerry on Curse gets cut. We had high hopes for him. And, you know, it, it's, it's 11 men on the field, so it's hard to say, you know, if it was all his fault what's going out there. Uh, but the Lions and Darren Bevel, so they're just trying to get young guys some reps. So are we going to see more Will Harris out there? <laughs> oh, baby, maybe. We drink the Kool-Aid, right, on this podcast. We drink the Kool-Aid. So I think Will Harris is going to go out there. He's going to have 9, 10, 11 tackles, an interception, a forced fumble. <laughs> I'm trying to finish the sentence, I swear. <laughs> um, But we'll, we'll see what happens Uh. You know, what with, with these young safeties that the Lions want to get a good look at as their reason for cutting Jerry on curse. As the Lions making all the uh, interesting, Darren Bevel making all these uh, moves with no GM. Although Jerry on curse on a one year deal. So, I mean, he's not coming back, most likely. So, you know, that's another thing to consider as well. <laughs> the Lions, uh, you know, hosting the Minnesota Vikings. I can't think of a less consequential week 17 game since the Lions played the Packers a couple of years ago and they blew him out. Matt Prater threw that touchdown if you remember. Uh, but unfortunately this is yet another situation where the Lions um, you know are playing in week 17 but fighting for draft position. If you're a Lions fan let me let me throw this down to you too. So I, I know you Jay and Rudd Dog are not here. They're probably bigger advocates of this than Bob to an extent. I know Connor. Connor's more on my side with this in terms of, as a fan, you don't mind if they lose. You will, I think as Lions fans, we always want our team to win, of course. But there are some situations where maybe not the best case. The Lions have the worst strength of schedule any 5-10 and 10 team. That's why they're the seventh overall pick right now in the NFL draft. Now, there are four teams. So, Jacksonville and the Jets, 1-2. and two. In the draft, that is locked in. Nothing can change about that. But here we are. We have Houston Texans. Their pick is owned by the Miami Dolphins, but they're four and eleven. Atlanta's four and eleven. Cincinnati four ten and one. Philadelphia four ten and one. All these teams have stronger 
strength of schedule, which is the tiebreaker in draft order. So if one of those four teams wins and the Lions lose, the Lions are going to move up that draft order. So, I mean, that is the bigger thing at play here, especially when the Lions are considering the possibility of drafting a quarterback and the top-tier quarterbacks in this draft might be gone by that seventh pick, or you'll get the remnants of a guy uh, through maybe Justin Fields falls around draft draft boards because he's a bad decision maker. If the Lions get stuck with him, and now they're going to have to draft him because he has a good arm. Is that what we want to see? I, I don't know. But I think there's more to gain by moving up. And, and also, I mean, the Lions desperately need to reshape this defense. They're going to need a lot of personnel changes and a lot of new players. If the Lions get in that top five, and there's a player like Devonta Smith available. You remember Julio Jones? What they got in return for him? The Atlanta Falcons? Now imagine, now imagine that the Lions are up there and Devonta Smith is available. First of all, it would be great if the Lions would get Devonta Smith. The guy's probably going to win the Heisman. But if they don't and they want to trade back, they can get a lot for him. You don't think a team like New England? Well, New England, they, they don't, they're probably not going to give up a lot of capital. But there are teams out there like maybe the Raiders. That's a good one. I'm going to say the Raiders. The Raiders, 16th overall pick right now, they're, they might be willing to give up a lot of capital for a guy like Devonta Smith. God knows they love fast top wide receivers. I mean, that's all the, that's what's to consider here. If the Lions lose, do we, do we root for the Blues? It, it's not the worst. That's my argument. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid on the future of the Lions. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid maybe on week 17 when... And and here's the other thing. All right, so Jim Schwartz, do you remember when we were two and fourteen, and then we built, we were six, we are, we were two and ten. We last won the last four games of the season, six and ten, and then the year after that, we went to the playoffs. We kind of built off that that four game winning streak as momentum carrying the next season. Here's the problem: the Lions only have they don't have a permanent head coach right now in place like Jim Schwartz. They don't even have a permanent GM. Nothing. There's gonna be a new regime in here. A total roster overhaul. So in terms of building for next year, I think that's extremely limited beyond maybe a few people on the offense, like a Ragnow, like a Stafford. I mean, our wide receiver corpses might not even be back next year. So there's all that to consider when I say I wouldn't hate to see the Lions lose and get better draft position. That's my argument on that front. I've updated you also on the Lions status with the draft order and what needs to happen again. If you're rooting, if you want to root for other things to happen, root for Philadelphia, Cincinnati, Atlanta, and Houston all to win on Sunday. If you're in the camp of Lions moving up the draft order, those are the four teams that we have to look at uh, to leap. And again, if any of those wins win and we lose, we will leap them. So let's go to prediction time. Again, this is a quick podcast. There's not a lot to talk about. Really, with this Lions team, uh, that's. <laughs> I mean, what else is there to say? What else is there to say? What else is there to say? We literally have been saying it since week two of the season or week one. I mean, blowing big leads, bad defense. The last three years, I should say, <laughs> it's been all the same thing. The last three years, we're just tired. We need the change. That's what we're excited for, and we can't wait to see it. The Lions uh, recently interviewing Rams. Uh, you know, college scout direct, pro pro college scout director. 
Um, so, and the, things are moving along, I think, sh- briefly after the season's over. Uh, we'll see an interview from Robert Salah. I think that's almost a guarantee. He's not going to be in the playoffs, so they can start interviewing him immediately after Sunday. So watch out for that, in addition to some other coaching candidates. Um, without the, with uh, nothing further to go here, I know I said that I was, you know, I'm maybe on the side of the Lions losing and moving up the draft order. Don't tell you, Jay. Don't tell Brad Dog. <laughs> But nonetheless, um, I'm actually going to predict the Lions to win here because we drink the blue Kool-Aid. I'm drinking the blue Kool-Aid. So the Lions are going to come out. They're going to battle with Darren Bevel back. All our coaches are back. You know, we don't have a research analyst calling defensive plays against a six-time Super Bowl quarterback. Um, It's going to be a little rough. Delvin Cook on the ground. Of course, bad matchup. Justin Jefferson, the wonderful rookie wide receiver in Minnesota. Um, bad matchup for our and, and Thielen. Uh, bad matchup for our cornerbacks. But nonetheless, Lions will battle it out. I don't think Stafford's going to play, but I think uh, Chase Daniel, DeAndre Swift is going to have a three touchdown game. We're going to see a thirty to twenty seven victory in Detroit to end the season. The Lions go six and ten, kind of the reverse opposite of my prediction of ten and six before the season. But this is where we're at. Uh, so again, thirty to twenty-seven, Lions victory this Sunday to wrap up Week Seventeen. Uh, so thank you everybody for listening. Uh, just a re- recap here. Uh, you know, we will have our season grades coming out next week. We'll be evaluating each position group. We'll be talking about all the players. That's usually one of our most popular podcasts every year. Uh, so please tell your other fellow listeners. That that will be coming up. And just, you know, we want to thank everybody. 2020, rough year. Rough year for everybody. And we just want to appreciate you taking the time uh, on your Monday, on your Tuesday, whatever you listen to this podcast. We just really appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast. This is the third year we're doing it. We have a lot of fun with it. We don't get money from it or anything like that. We're just simply out here. We're just loyal to the Honolulu Blue. Uh, the silver and blue uh, through and through. And we have all of you to thank for it. And we look forward to a 2021-2022 Super Bowl with this Detroit Lions team. They can turn it around. They can do it. We said they were this year's San Francisco 49ers. Remember two years ago, San Francisco 3-13 went to the Super Bowl last year. <laughs> we all thought the Lions would be that this year, at least on this podcast. And, you know, it obviously did not go as planned. <laughs> so, nonetheless, thank you everybody for listening. Have a safe and happy new year. We really appreciate it. Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. Twitter at Drinking Lions. Please subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave a review. We'd really, really appreciate it. And please share this podcast. 2021 is coming around the corner. People need to drink the blue Kool-Aid heading into 2021. I can't think of a better thing to drink then the blue Kool-Aid uh, heading in 2021. Just a new perspective on life. Anyways, thank you everybody for listening. Really appreciate it. Have a safe and happy new year. And last but not least, as always, go Lions! Woo! Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, 
Stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save 